I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. This program is often designed to help you to think out of the box, yet maintain your Christian standards and principles. Today, my topic is a very sensitive one, and I want you to listen carefully. It's about pornography and censorship. The subject of censoring pornography is a very sensitive one and challenging. Challenging to write about, challenging to speak about. But it has been on my mind, and a lot I know some might misunderstand my views or deliberately twist them to suit their own purposes. First, First of all, I am not in support of pornographic movies, magazines, games, photos, or literature. As a Christian, I wish it never existed or we had no pornography on our television channels or satellite dishes. On the other hand, we are not in a utopian society, and this is a pluralistic society where we live in, where all beliefs, opinions, and values are protected by the nation's constitution. In addition, not everyone is a Christian or even a believer in God. Even that is protected by constitutions of just about every country. And I'm happy for that. The challenge I have is when individuals pressure the church or an association of churches to force the government to require all citizens to have the same values and practices. While some may not want to put pornography in this category, I cannot but logically admit that although porn can be considered evil, government cannot legislate moral or individual values. These are personal decisions. It is my view that the larger the number of volunteers viewing of pornography, the greater is the evidence of the weakness of the church. That might be too strong a statement for some. The following questions may explain that statement. If the church believes that pornography is evil, why are so many churchgoers watching it? It is because the church is not really preaching about the real biblical, social gospel? This is the gospel that impacts everyday living, the mental, spiritual, physical, and the social. This is the gospel that motivates not just in extrinsic behavior, but also intrinsic values that transcend the immoral and social pressures of society. This is the gospel that teaches how to recognize the stupidity of immorality so that the learners can apply it to their lives. This gospel does not teach arrogance and pride, where its followers believe that their righteous behavior automatically gives them brownie points for their kingdom. What then should be the church's approach when it comes to what it calls moral issues in society, pornography, gambling, legalizing of marijuana, nude clubs, etc. 
It is my view that the church must first make sure its members are practicing pure biblical living standards and that they are living that way simply because it is a result of a loving relationship with Jesus and nothing more. I want you to get that point. The wise Christian knows that in this sinful world, the bottom line is that Jesus saves and is not the absence of pornography or gambling in one's life that saves. In addition, the wise Christian knows that Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, gives the power to avoid pornography and gambling. Good church leaders do not simply tell their congregants that pornography or gambling is wrong, but teach them how to know for themselves the dangers or risk factors. When Jesus says, do not do something, there's usually a real practical reason behind it. Hence, members are better equipped to withstand the onslaught of immorality in society. So, here is what some may call a liberal view on the censorship, published in 2004 in an article, Censorship and Pornography. Here is the quote. I present here for your thinking. Many liberal objections to censorship or pornography point to the practical cost and dangers of censorship, arguing that even if pornography does cause some harm to others, the risks involved in censoring it are too great. They point to the difficulties involved in formulating a legal definition of pornography that will sufficiently suffice to minimize the danger that censorship laws targeting pornography will be used, intentionally or unintentionally, to censor other unpopular material, including valuable literature, artistic and political works. Censoring pornography may thus place us on a dangerous slippy slope to further censorship of other materials and may have a general chilling effect on expression, making people reluctant to say or publish things that might be construed as pornography and for which they could be prosecuted. End of quote. If more of our people who say they are Christians were truly living Christian lives, we would have fewer problems in our country. The second thing a church can do is to encourage the government to have a referendum for such issues to give an opportunity for all citizens to express their opinions with a vote. This is my view. is good leadership. It is my view that it is not the church's role to force government leadership to pass laws pertaining to its own views, practices, and values. I want you to get that. Perhaps this is difficult for some Christians to understand. The Bible says in Matthew 5:13 and 14 that followers of Jesus are to be salt and light of the world. Salt is used for flavoring. Light is used to dispel darkness and for healing. These two words suggest influence, not coercion. These two words suggest influence, not coercion. The lifestyle and attitude of Christians will provide a positive influence in society. Jesus said himself, by this shall all people know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John fifteen thirty five. The only role of the church as an organization is to ensure fair play and religious liberty for all. The Christian church is to ensure that all faith, 
religions, including those that are non-Christians and have the freedom have the freedom to grow and proclaim their teachings without fear, intimidation, or ridicule. No government should make laws to prevent that. Should it be the same with pornography and gambling? Or at least shouldn't the government allow the people to speak on these issues? It is my view, and mine only, that the church should have a loud voice on moral issues or immoral living, but first the loud voices of the holy lifestyle of their followers and not through forced legislation. The church wants to ban gambling and pornography, but some of the pastors are known to have extramarital affairs, abuse women and children, and are disingenuous with money. What hypocrisy! Maybe that's our problem, and a problem in many societies. Far too many Christians are duplicitous, and the world knows that they are. While I'm I'm against pornography. I'm still forced to ask the question, what will happen if the government without a national referendum enforces laws that many think restrict personal expression and freedoms that believe are protected under the Constitution? Imagine, what should be taught by believers, what should be taught by leaders, is personal government, not national censorship. That is something to think about. It is important that Christians live the gospel. The gospel should be exposed, and the gospel should not be imposed. I am Barrington Brennan, and you have been listening to your daily relationship nugget, and I'm doing my best to keep a smile on your heart.